Hey strangers, welcome to another episode of The Strange Sessions. As always, I am Kurt. And I, I don't am, know why that cracks me up. I don't know, but I just, I can't like say anything different now because that's like so ingrained in my head that that's what we say. At some time you're going to be like, for now, I'm Kurt. <laughs> and for as always, I am joined by my enigmatic co-host, Krista. I think you've used that one before. Damn it. Are you recycling it? I am joined by my phlegmatic, (laughs) problematic. Problematic. I am joined by my problematic co-host, Krista. She's a real pain in the ass. She is. But she's got her good points, too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I'm glad we're able to record this week. I know. Uh, People, Krista and I never really think about the fact that there's a lot of people that aren't on social media that listen to the episodes. Mm -hmm. And last week... Krista and I came here to record this episode and we walked in and there was a sign on the door saying nobody was allowed to walk in here because they were stripping the floors. So what did Kurt and I do? We walked in here. And then all of a sudden we're like, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be in here. Right. We, we were careful not to leave marks on the floor, but then somebody pulled into the driveway here and we flipped out. We were yeah, so we're like, like jumpy after yeah. that. <laughs> we, we were there's get no way we would have, yeah, we would not have been able to concentrate because yeah. we would have been like staring scared at the window all the time thinking yep. that somebody was going to bust us in here. So we just left. Yep. We left. Sorry guys. Sorry. But. And people that aren't on social media had no idea, so they might not know why there wasn't an episode. So that's, that's why. why. <laughs> that's why. So then we just went back home and came back this week to do it. Yeah. Floors are nice and shiny. Yeah, they're very shiny, and somebody left footprints, but it wasn't us. It was not us. It's like some well, it big me. boot print. Yeah, it was a boot print. And not I had, size seven and a half. No, and my dainty little feet. <laughs> so it was you have dainty little. No, feet? I don't have dainty oh, little okay. feet. So it wasn't us, but somebody apparently walked on that. Right. But it was fine when we walked on it, I thought. Because we were careful. I thought so. We checked to see if we were leaving prints or anything, but... Yep. And then we got paranoid. So, so technically we, we were here, but then we chickened out and left. So... Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't supposed to reveal that we were here, was <laughs> Ghosts in the building, we yeah, don't care. We don't that know. creeps us out a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. somebody yelling at us about being here scares us more and made us oh, leave. Yeah. So we left. We don't like confrontation. No. We're very non-confrontational. Yeah, ghosts, whatever. Yeah. Actually, we're not very confrontational when it comes to ghosts either. No. We're not into that. No. Some people are, and that's just... Jerks. Not my bag, baby. So do we have any housekeeping? We have some housekeeping. Um, on In the strangers group, I posted a little teaser of our upcoming episodes. Mm -hmm. I think it goes up through episode 20. People treated it like a contest. Not really. People didn't because <laughs> I put people in there. Some people were guessing, though. Some people were guessing. Yeah. Some people guessed right, too. Yeah. But some of them were. Not little, all of them were right. No, some of them were a little easier than others. But just wanted to let you guys know the plans for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. We are going to take a holiday break like we did last year. But we're going to make it so that there's going to be little nuggets dropped here and there. So last year, I think we went like two months without anything mm-hmm. we didn't have the listenership back then that no we had, we, we had a handful of listeners so this year we're gonna take the holiday break like we did last year but you there's gonna notice. be stuff yeah. yeah there's gonna be stuff released and whatnot and we'll be around so it'll be totally different it won't be as bad you know i don't think Kristen and i could go for two months now without doing this because no. i think we get twitchy if we go like <laughs> you know one month without doing this right but a couple people asked me about episode 20 in there because it had an asterisk by it. 
And that is because episode 20 is going to be a contest. Oh, okay. That's we're going to, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to go or what's going to happen, but what we're going to do is there's going to be a contest. It's going to be probably something easy, like just send us an email with your favorite episode that we've done. And when you do that, you're entered into this contest. And on one of the next episodes, we are going to draw one number or one email, one name out of there. And whoever we pick gets to pick the topic for episode 20 whatever it is whatever it is if you want us to talk about geology hey you know i'll talk about metamorphic sedimentary and igneous rocks i'll smile and nod and crystal smile and <laughs> nod so we'd prefer if it was something mysterious or strange sure. but, but you win the contest whatever you want us to talk about for episode 20 that will be our topic for the episode yep so we're still kind of ironing out how we're going to do that we, in our next episode, we will have in there what people need to do. You know, we couldn't make it a contest on the strangers because not all of our, not all of our listeners are in the strangers. Right. So it's probably That's just going to be email us. Okay. But whoever wins that gets to pick the 20th and probably our final episode for the season gets to pick our final episode topic. And we're going to have a holiday break, like I said. And after the holiday break, when we start season three, crazy, which just amazes me, so crazy. when we start season three, before it starts, we're going to have a poll in the Facebook group, The Strangers. So in that one, you kind of have to be in there. If you want to send me an email, we could do that too. But I'm going to create an open poll where people can submit a topic idea. And whatever topic gets the most votes will be the opening topic for season three. There may be a sticker involved in both of these contests, too. Nice. Very nice. So that's kind of the long-term plans. Cool. So... I approve. Krista approves, <laughs> so hopefully you guys do, too. A little scared now about what people might pick for a topic, but I, know, I think... Too. It's going to be, like, something way over our heads or whatever. No. Like, there's a couple people in the group, like Corey and Liz. I think I know what they would pick for a topic if they won, because we've discussed it. Mm-hmm. And, but whatever you guys pick will be cool. We'll be totally fine doing it. We'll make it work. Renaissance art. Sure. I would, I would actually think that's cool. Tractor pulls. Oh, tractor pulls. We're on <laughs> it. 90 minutes. <laughs> History of tractor pulls. Pumpkin chunking. <laughs> Pumpkin, Pumpkin chucking. What, ch- what channel was that on? I don't know. It was on, wasn't it on like Discovery? Pumpkin, Probably. pumpkin chuckers? Yeah. Yeah. I just stuck with Mythbusters. <laughs> so that's the long term plans for the show. Yep. Well, at least for the next few months. At least for the next few months. And other than that. Do you have any shout outs? We got shout outs. I, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Nick. He uh, is a new listener and suggested um, he must be new enough that he, you know, hasn't had a chance to look at all of our episodes. But he suggested the Skinwalker Ranch as a topic. And so I redirected him to episode three of season two. But we appreciate the suggestion and we're happy to have a new listener. So welcome, Nick. Yes, welcome, Nick. We had a lot of new listeners in the mm-hmm. last two or three weeks. New strangers, especially. And a lot of uh, outside the country. Yeah. Australia. South Wales, Wales, South Wales, Brazil. We have a Hong Kong listener, so mm-hmm. we're kind of world famous a little bit. <laughs> if you think about we're it, very that, worldly. If you least. think about it that way, sure, sure, sure. So here is our shout outs for our new listeners. Take a deep breath. Our new strangers, new I should strangers, say. Yeah. So shout outs to Aaliyah Marie Contreras, Colleen Beerbaum, Beatrice Frassel, Amy Harrington Larson. Randy Schwartzman, Mary Rose Larkin, Julie Redfern, 
Brian Martinez, Metten K. Greer, Rhiannon Banks, Brad Curtis, who I know in real life. Hey, Brad. Joe Weingart, Deanne Grintner, Joan Amber McGinnis, Lee Cook, Marcel Bacalio, Dylan Lay Berkman. Thank you so much, new strangers, for yeah. joining the group. Very cool. I also wanted to give a shout out to my coworker, Kristen, who started listening. So, hey, Kristen. And I want to give a personal shout out to my brother, Corey, because <gasps> yes. it is his birthday. So, na, happy na, birthday, na, na, Corey. Na, na. He was in our John Teeter episode. Yes. And he's going to be back on next season. He better be. He better be. So, I want to give him a shout out. And I also want to give a personal shout out to Steve, Devin, and Joe from the Thinking Sideways podcast. Mm who have called it quits. I think Steve is moving to Asia. Oh, well, So they decided it. to just not continue, so they stopped. And a really good podcast. If if you're into the stuff we talk about and you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to old episodes of Thinking Sideways. Yeah, it's a good show. That's kind of what I feel like our show is modeled after. I think so. I feel bit. like there's a weird combination of Thinking Sideways and the Sofa King podcast, because <laughs> the Sofa King podcast guys do their... Their whiskey and brandy taste tests, mm-hmm. and they have something called like the magic twenty. Like the first twenty minutes of their episodes are always just them talking about whatever, stuff, talking, yeah. talking filthy about whatever. We've got the magic fifteen. We got the magic fifteen, which sometimes extends to twenty. You know. So we're kind of kind of a cross between those two podcasts. So thinking sideways, you guys were amazing. So thank you for all the good times and all the information you dropped on us. And I think that's probably it for shout outs. Speaking of taste tests, is it that time? It is that time. I'm, I'm excited because Kurt has plates and forks. Yeah, because... And I have no idea what to expect. Are we having pie? <laughs> <laughs> a pie taste Potatoes test would be cool. Potatoes and steak. <laughs> nope, we'd need a knife for that. This was given us to us by James Bond, who oh. sat in with us for our Area 51 episode. Not to be confused with James Bond. Not spy James Bond, <laughs> but James Bond, the listener. The creator Him, of our awesome music. Yeah, the creator of our awesome theme song. Yes. He... And his wife went to Portugal. Oh, yes. Amazing pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Portugal looks so amazing. And she is... Is she Portuguese? Yeah, she's Portuguese. That's so amazing. I love it. So we are going to be trying... Oh, God. It's a tin. Codfish in olive oil. That this is one of the main foods of Portugal. This is the coolest little container. It is a really cool container. I love it. Uh, Let's take a picture of this. Jamie says, like, we have cheese stores here where you walk in and it's wall-to-wall cheese. He says they have stores like this there with the tinned fish. So we are going to be trying codfish in olive oil, and I have literally no idea what this is going to be like when we open it. I mean, I'm I'm picturing, like, sardines. Or... I don't know. I mean, are there bones? I don't know. Like, if I die choking on a bone, I'm, there's going to be <laughs> countless jokes after my death, and I don't want that there's to be my legacy. so many Kurt choking on a bone joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I honestly have no idea what we are <laughs> in, in store for, which is why I brought forks and plates. And I can't read the label because <laughs> it's in Portuguese. It is in Portuguese. Oh. Hmm. So. Well. Jamie, thank you for this, I think. I mean, it can't be that I bad. Think. It can't be that bad. No, it can't be that bad. Like smoked, they have it? smoked oysters come in. You know, a container like this. Codfish and olive oil. Well, I love olive oil. And I like smoked oysters. If I wasn't drunk when I tried them, I never would have tried them. Ready? If, if it's Do you want to open it? You want the honors? Sure. Great. It's probably going to spray oil all over me. 
<laughs> it smell like fish oil. Ooh. It just better not taste like those nasty ass jelly beans. <laughs> it smells like tuna fish. It doesn't look super appetizing. It looks like fish jelly. It looks like cat, like cat <laughs> like food. Cat food a little bit. Our second taste test that feels like we're eating cat food. I'm cool with that though. It looks. It smells like tuna fish. Yeah, but it's sort of. It looks weird. It's all the olive oil. Take oh, a picture of it. I don't know. I do not I, recommend spilling this on yourself. I still feel like we're eating like that fancy feast in aspic or whatever <laughs> that is. That's not going to be an appetizing photo. No, it is not. An, well. Here it goes. Scooping some out on your plate. It is just coming over. Slurp it out of the can. It's just coming over the slurp and a plop. Slurp and a plop. Oh, I'm, I'm. It can't be as bad as that salmon jerky stuff that we had. Wow, you took like, I was just gonna take like a bite's worth and call it a day, and he took half the can. I'm a trooper that. I'm a trooper that way. Can I have a fork? Don't make me use my fingers. Hmm. I'm sorry. Did you already tell me that they tried it? Or did he pick it up and he's like, good luck? I don't remember him telling me. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I mean, this is huge in Portugal. Okay. So this is like their food. I'm going to put this on paper towel. I just don't know. Like I said, are there? I think there's bones. You ready? Ready. Okay, here we go. It's super salty. It reminds me of, have you had um, pickled herring? I mean, it's not pickled. No. Hmm. I don't know. It's really salty. It's a little tuna-ish. Mm-hmm. Cod isn't normally a very fishy fish. No, but this is. This is very fishy. Yeah, I don't know about this. It's not horrible? No. Yeah, it's not <laughs> It's not, not great either. <laughs> I Like do they eat it just out of the can or do they put it on crackers or do they I'm assuming they put it on crackers. I don't know if I can no. I don't know that we can throw this in the garbage. <laughs> it's going to smell yeah. bad. <laughs> I wish you could see Kurt's face. I got to say, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan either. Uh, We've eaten worse. too fishy. We've eaten worse, but it's... The salmon thing. There's something about the consistency I don't like. Well, it's kind of slimy. It's slimy and gummy. (laughs) Imagine slimy, gummy flavored fish. (laughs) Gummy flavored fish. Or fish flavored slime. Fish flavored flavored gummies. Yeah, I don't know. That have sat in the sun or something. I'm no. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh uh. <laughs> need some Gatorade. I need some uh zero water, vitamin water, lemon squeezed. Uh Okay, out of ten. I give it like a two. Like I'm, I wouldn't eat that again. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm gonna give it uh Four. Are you being nice. I'm, I'm being nice. I'm gonna okay. give it a four. I mean, it's it's edible. It's just sure we're not I gonna don't die. Know, I don't think. I don't know what kind of dire situation I would be in where I would eat this 
Have you seen the movie The Road? No, but you've told People me. People fight over <laughs> a can of dog food. Yeah. But this, I don't know. Thanks, Jamie. But Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think people like it when we taste something gross, so. Yeah. Well, uh, you're that, welcome, people. It's like that aftertaste just keeps getting worse. Yeah, it's like fish oil. Yeah. What are we going to do with that for the rest of the episode? Uh, let's get rid of it right now. We'll <laughs> just pause it. Okay, we are back. <laughs> <laughs> the bag with the fishy remains have been safely deposited out in the hallway. Hopefully nobody comes out there. Oh, God, it's like, ooh, what is this? Out there. And a bunch of feral cats out there when we leave. <laughs> <laughs> Or Bigfoot, one of those. But we reached into our Japanese candy box from Liz. Well, now I have to take a picture. For a palate cleanser. For a palate cleanser, because we need a palate cleanser. It looks like a cookie. And I'm and then, a little worried it's going to be a fish-flavored cookie. <laughs> God, I would just cry. It's pan Pandaro. And then next week, it's we'll... It's cute. It's very cute. It's, it's a little adorable. panda. Next episode, Ooh. we will have one of Melissa's other... Japanese goodies. So look, on the back, it has like different faces. So I wonder what face we're going to get. Sleepy. I'm going to get sleepy. Oh, that taste is just horrible. Yeah, it really did. The Gatorade's not killing it either. He doesn't have a... What is it? I don't know. Pensive. It looks pensive. He probably just ate canned fish and he's not happy about it. Yeah, join a club, buddy. Cute. Okay, I'm going to snap this panda's head in half. Ooh, that's pretty good. Oh, she gives me the bigger half. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it smells like a Girl Scout shortbread cookie. Ready? That's a shortbread cookie. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> mm. These that's are really good. good. That was really good. Yum. Needs to be dunked in milk, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like Lorna Dunes. Do you like Lorna Dunes? Do you ever have Lorna Dune cookies? Mm-mm. You need to get Lorna Dunes. Okay. It's a shortbread. It's just shortbread cookies. Okay. I love shortbread. Put three of those together, Probably dunk it in milk. With butter. Oh my god. Okay, that was good. I give that a ten. I give that a eleven. No, I oh. give that a nine. What? Well, I saved tens for But it was in the shape of an adorable little panda yeah, face. But it was just a shortbread cookie. Mm. I mean it's nothing like the peanut butter and jelly soda. I mean that's like brilliant. This was just a cookie shaped like a panda's head. <laughs> <laughs> okay what's next i think that's it our, <laughs> I our think, topic what time is it Ooh, we're 20 minutes in okay what? magic 20 yep oh our magic 15 turned into magic 20 today that's okay so what are we starting with i'm so excited today's episode is listener stories Woo-hoo. you guys have sent in some good stories we got four audio submissions and a bunch of written ones i ain't got time to count them Four? Are there four? No, there's <laughs> six. Oh, wow. That's actually a lot. Yeah. I'm excited. So we are going to start with an audio story that was sent in by our dearly beloved Brittany Zahn. BDZ. Thank you for the submission, and sorry we forgot yours <laughs> last yeah. time. Sorry, that's why we're starting If we you. forgot anybody's story this time, or if you still want to get a story in, we are going to have another episode next season. Yep, every season we so do. So if listener. we forgot your story, let us know. If you forgot to send one in. If we forgot to read it, sorry. Yeah, we're kind of scatterbrained that way. (laughs) So here is the submission from Brittany Zahn. Hey guys, it's Brittany. So I've had a lot of paranormal experiences throughout my life. I would consider myself a sensitive to some sort of degree. And 
there's always been this one incident that happened when I was younger that has always stuck with me, even to this day, as being probably the most scary. Um, and that has to do with the Top Hat Man. And I know Krista and Kurt have talked about this last season. And ever since then, I've been so anxious to share my story because I thought I was the only one. Or I haven't really heard anyone else having this type of experience because it's just so random compared to a regular shadow person. Um, but yeah, if anybody listening has had experiences, it'd be super cool to hear about yours. Um, so if you can reach out to me, that'd be awesome. Uh, my experience took place back when I was in the third grade. I was at my house getting ready to go to a sleepover. And I was in my parents' room for some reason. And I happened to look out their window that looked out into our backyard. And there standing about three feet from the window was this very tall shadow person. But the shadow person was wearing a tall top hat like a Blinken would wear. And he was wearing a trench coat. And even though he didn't have any features, he was just black, completely dark. I could feel him staring, more of glaring at me. And... I just got this overwhelming feeling of fear and evil. And we probably were staring at each other for a good minute before I had the courage to go grab my parents because I was pretty freaked out. And by the time I turned back around to point out this top hat man, he was gone. So at that time, I kind of brushed it off as being weird and maybe I had imagined it. Um, So I just went to my friend's sleepover, had fun, but I ended up having to call my dad to come bring me home because at that age I was still getting homesick. And when we got home, my dad and I were walking back to our back door and he was unlocking it when I happened to look out on our street. And under the streetlight was the top hat man again. But this time I could see his whole entire body. He's wearing his very long trench coat. I could see the outline of his pants and he had boots on. And of course his huge top hat again. Again, he was all black. I could just see the outline of his clothes. Um, And he was walking. And the way he was walking was kind of even scary. It was this really weird stride. um, Pretty fast too. But as soon as he got to our driveway, he stopped And we made eye contact again. And, oh, it still gives me shivers. It really freaked me out, to say the least. And as soon as we made eye contact and he realized, like, that I was seeing him too, he turned around and continued walking. And I literally watched him disappear into thin air. Um, The weird thing is my dad was with me the whole entire time and didn't see him nothing um so it's pretty confused as to why I was the only one who saw him but that night I saw him twice and since then it's been not as I want to say pronounced um I've seen him out of the corner of my eye a lot at my parents old house um my brothers even had experiences with him so I know it's not just me um He told me that he was up in his room and the bathroom is right next to his door. And he happened to look up at 
his door and saw what he described as the same top hat man walk and stand in front of his door and just stare at him. And I remember he was screaming that night. Um, Yeah, so I don't know (laughs) if he's just drawn to us. That would be our luck, but pretty scary. And I pray I never have to see him or experience him again because... Out of everything I have experienced with the paranormal, ghosts, what have you, this was the most sinister and evil presence I've ever encountered. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone to see it. Um, But yeah, if anybody else has had this type of experience with this entity, I would really love to hear yours. Um, So yeah, Um, can't wait to hear everybody else's stories. Have a good night, guys. Wow. Thank wow. you, Brittany. Yeah. You know, we've heard, because we're friends with Brittany, we've heard that stuff before, but it's still... Actually, it's... I mean, I've known... Okay, so... I mean, I've, I've known, heard the gist of it. Yeah, I've never heard that it but was I've like never, top hat man. I've heard it was the top hat man, but I never heard the whole... The whole story. The whole yeah. story. I've heard more about Devin, her brother's story, because when I first met you guys, Devin was still pretty young. I don't know how old he was. But I remember that he wouldn't sleep upstairs. He yeah, slept he was on deathly the floor. Afra- yeah, he was deathly afraid to in sleep in his room. his parents' room for quite a long time. Yeah. And now I know why. Yeah. <laughs> creepy. The the whole Super thing with, creepy. you know, him being outside and then them making eye contact and stuff is just... Yeah, that gave me the chills. I literally, yeah, as we were listening was, to this, it was I funny. said to Kurt, oh, I just got the heebie-jeebers. And then Brittany said, I, just give me the chills. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the eye contact thing, that's really creepy. The whole hat man thing is just creepy. Like right. the the fact that so many people see this thing, and it's not a good experience. No, it's, it's never a really like good a experience for somebody. Malevolent type of experience. But I, you know, I've when they used to go on vacation, I would dog sit. You know, I'd go to their house and let the dogs out and stuff, and never Did you ever have weird feelings. No, there? I never have either. No, and I've been there many times, but but I know that this is this hat. I mean this. She oh, told us 100% about this. Yeah, so I know her. that yeah. this has happened, and crazy. I do think Brittany's sensitive to oh, that kind sure. of stuff, but because she has mentioned that she's noticed things in the new house that they bought too. She yeah. saw people. Yeah, so I, I really do think Brittany and yeah. po- probably Devin, probably Devin too. to a point are are I sensitive. I think Devin's an empath for sure. Yeah. Oh, I could totally see that. I think Brittany probably is too. I could, actually. I could, yeah, I could totally see that. We mm-hmm. never brought Brittany along on an investigation because we she should. was she was young, and I know she was too young. She loves JFK prep. Just yeah. like we do. It's hard not but to. I would have liked to have brought her to Vicky's to see what her impression was of what's yeah. going on at, at Elsing's secondhand shop. Agreed. But thank you so much, Brittany. It yeah. was really nice hearing that from you. It was. You know, I, like I said, I've heard voice. bits and pieces of it, mm-hmm. and we got to hear her voice. Exactly. And you need to come on the podcast, too, sometime, I think Brittany. I so. Yeah. So next is a story by an anonymous listener. Yeah. Am I going to read this and one? And Krista is going to okay. read this one. I'll try not to F it up. It's actually two stories. So we have a story from an anonymous listener, and it says, My story falls in line with Kurt's creepy apartment stories, except it's a house. Long backstory short, my family inherited an older house from an older couple who practically adopted my dad after the husband passed away and the wife moved to an assisted living home. My sister, brother-in-law, niece, and nephew moved into the house shortly after the wife moved into the assisted living home. 
In high school and the first part of college, my sister's house was the place my friends and I would have bonfires. There was a lot of land. And it was the safest place for us to drink, underage but responsibly. Safety first, right? One Saturday after a bonfire, two of my friends, my sister, niece, who was three years old at the time, and I were all sitting in the living room just talking, joking around, and hanging out. Nothing out of the norm. My sister, my niece, and one of my friends were sitting on a couch facing the couch the other friend and I were sitting on. So I'm picturing here two couches facing each other. Mm -hmm. I was trying to get my niece to come sit with me and my friend. And for some reason, she replied, no, that man is scaring me and hid her face. The friend next to me was male, but someone she had known and loved since she was born. So she would have no reason to be afraid of him. I said, what do you mean he's scaring you? You know, Brandon. And she replies, no, that man, he's making mean faces at me and points to the empty space next to me. That's so creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. My head instantly snapped to that side and I was wide eyed. I'm not sure what I expected to see. Then I looked back at my sister who mirrored my expression. I looked back to the side of the couch without thinking and trying to make light of the situation. I said, hey, Charlie, in reference to the husband who had previously lived in the house. I sat there for another few seconds and slowly moved to another chair. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) There was no way I was sitting next to the ghost. Fast forward a couple of weeks and I was helping my mom go through family photos for some reason. We came across a photo of the couple we inherited the house from. I grabbed it and a few other pictures of older family members and texted my sister asking if I could show them to my niece. I wanted to see if she could pick out Charlie as the man who had scared her. So the next time she came to the house, I showed her all of the pictures and said, do you recognize anyone? And she immediately pointed to the picture of Charlie and his wife. She said, that's the man that plays dolls with me. Wow. I tried to contain my freak out and act (laughs) normally. I asked what she meant. And she said that when she was in her room playing with her dolls, he'd come in and play dolls with her and tell her jokes. She said sometimes he was nice, but sometimes he scared her by being mean. Charlie died when I was seven or eight and my niece was born when I was 15 years old. There's no way she could have known him. I asked my dad about Charlie's personality and he said he was a very stern man in most areas of his life, but he could be very personable at times. When I told my sister about the conversation, she said that my niece would chatter away in her room while she was playing, but she never thought it was anything other than an imaginary friend. Wow. It really makes you wonder. Yeah. How many, How many kids with imaginary friends are talking to something that's really there? Probably <laughs> a good really percentage creepy. of them, I would think. Oh, boy. You know, because we've talked about this, too, that children can supposedly see things that we can't because at that age, they don't know that they're not supposed to right. see them. They've never been conditioned to believe yeah, it doesn't Yeah, you know, you've exist. never had your parents say, no, there's nobody there. You're not, you're just, that's just your mm-hmm. imagination. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so they submitted a second story. Uh, Story number two, same house a year later. The summer after my freshman year of college, some of my high school friends and I decided to have a bonfire at my sister's house to celebrate making it through our first year of college. There was a lot of loud music and just chaos that comes with a lot of people drinking and having fun. My sister had borrowed a stack of CDs from me. This was 2005, so pre-smartphone and Apple Music days. Uh, To burn to her computer, I distinctly remember sitting the CDs on the back of her computer desk against the wall behind her closed laptop when I got to her house before the bonfire and everyone arrived. They were still in the same spot much later that night. 
I ended up falling asleep on her couch in the wee hours of the morning only to be woken up at 6 a.m. by all the CDs crashing into the wall 20 feet across the room. I can vividly remember my heart beating in my ears and being panicked because I didn't know what was going on. I sat up and looked around to see the entire stack of CDs on the floor in front of the wall they'd hit. I thought my brother-in-law was messing with me, so I got up to walk through the entire house. I think the house was maybe 1,200 square feet. I was the only person awake. I checked every single room and everyone was slumbering away. I even checked outside to make sure that the cars of all the people I knew were staying over were accounted for. I walked back into the living room and sat down on the couch. That room was colder than any other room in the house. It was summertime in the south. The AC was running, but it was colder than that. I grabbed a blanket, laid back down and said, okay, Charlie, point made. I'll clean them up later and went back to sleep. Later that morning, when everyone woke up, my sister asked me what the crap, not her actual words, but so Krista doesn't have to mark this explicit. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you, anonymous listener. <laughs> um, what the crap were all the CDs doing in on the floor? And I just replied, Charlie, with a straight face. The only explanation we could come up with was he wasn't happy about the loud music going until late in the night. So he was expressing his anger by throwing it and waking us up at the crack of dawn. That was one of the last few times I stayed there. Shortly after my sister moved and my family sold the house, she told me years later that she'd been sitting in the living room late at night after everyone had gone to bed and she'd hear big band music faintly playing, but she could never figure out which room it was coming from. Wow. Uh, I sometimes think about knocking on the door to that house and asking the family who owns it now if they've had any crazy experiences. They've added onto the house and completely remodeled it, so you know there has to be some type of paranormal activity going on. Wow. Good stories. Very good that, stories. I love that Like once they figured out kind of who it was, that's they just spoke to him. Okay, Charlie, well, point yeah. made. We'll, we'll yep. figure it out. We'll clean it up. I feel like that's almost maybe a little bit reassuring when you kind of know yeah. who it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with that, that, you know, like when you think about the stuff, the listener references my apartment stories, which was back in season one yeah. in our personal experiences episode. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what was going on. I don't know you who know that was. was. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I do want to, I do wish I knew if stuff was still happening there to the new right. tenant, mm -hmm. but I Whatever think, it was didn't follow you. No, I think whatever it was, was attached to that place. Yeah. But I think that knowing who it is makes it easier. I think so. You a know, little like less I, scary. Yeah, I think it makes it, I mean, it's still scary because. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and what's to say that whatever is there isn't pretending to be who Something you think else. it is. Exactly. You know, but in this case, I think it was who they think it is. I like the, the big band music thing, I think mm -hmm. is cool. Yeah. You know. That like, would be from his era, probably. Yeah, I mean. How does that work? Can you, you know, was she, was maybe the music being played from a radio that he listened to back in the day? Right. You know, I don't know. It's sort just, like, I think that's, um, I think that's really fascinating. What is that called? Residual? It's yeah, residual like a residual, energy. residual haunting. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that part was super interesting, but really good stories. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you for sending them. Yeah. What do we have next? Next we have story from Dash. Dash. All right. So are you going to read this or is this an audio No, nope, I am going to read this. Okay. The story was sent to us by Dash, who we mentioned in a lot of the episodes. He sent us some really cool artwork based on our episodes, which yeah. was awesome. And he's just a good guy. Very he cool. He plays Fortnite too, but I haven't played Fortnite lately. <laughs> so this is from Dash. So when I was 16, I used to hang out and draw at the Perkins in Green Bay. 
and I know exactly where that mm-hmm. is. I've been to that Perkins several times. Friends and I would discuss the supernatural, and one night, a strange man sitting in a booth a few tables over interrupted our conversation and told us horror stories about the Maribel Caves County Hotel, more locally known as Hotel Hell. It was like a bad setup scene in a horror movie and would seem totally cheesy to me if it happened today. I became obsessed with finding any information I could on the hotel and eventually tracked down where it was in the small town of Maribel, Wisconsin. On my first excursion there with a friend and girlfriend, we embarked in broad daylight. We parked in the County Caves parking lot and walked up to the hotel from the southeast. There was a small building off to the side of the hotel proper back then, but I'm not sure if it's still there, that resembled some sort of stone stable house with massive wooden doors. When we attempted to push one open, it straight out fell into the building. Being the stupid kids that we were, we just went in anyways, snooped around, and on our way out, I decided to take a big splinter of the wooden door as a souvenir. <laughs> Krista, just, oh, Krista no. just dropped her head back like, don't do that. <laughs> First mistake. <laughs> yeah, when we, got back to the, when we got back to my girlfriend's car, we were mortified to find out that it would not start. I popped the hood and found the battery disconnected on both bolts. I could easily write this off as some sort of prank by someone in the park, only this hood could not be popped without having access to the cabin of the car, which was locked. I reattached the battery and we left immediately, completely freaked out, which I totally understand. Yeah. I didn't return to the hotel for a very long time. About two years later, a different friend and different girlfriend and I decided to drive out to the hotel at night. We had read that orbs were visible in the uppermost window sometimes at night. We took the drive from Green Bay to Maribel and shined our headlights on the old building. We waited and waited. No orbs. My mind and eyes began to wander to a window over on the left side of the building on the second floor. Before I even realized what I was seeing, I was literally shrieking from the back seat of the car and crawling out of my door pointing up uh, <laughs> and pointing up at the window. In the window, I saw a man with only blackness where his eyes should have been. His mouth hung slack and his skin was a torpid and drained white color. He did not seem misty or vaporous, just a strange inhuman man with no eyes looking out past us into the dark. What made this worse is that despite my exclamations and pointing, no one else in the car could see him and they ultimately dragged me back into the car in my frenzied state as I became more distraught that I was the only one seeing what I was seeing. They promptly took me away from the hotel. About a week later, I couldn't stand it anymore, and I went back with a different friend of mine named Jesse that was more inclined to believe in the supernatural. Despite the illegality of entering the building due to it having been condemned, we went in, this time in broad daylight. We headed up the dilapidated stairs, making our way to the area where I had seen the man. When we arrived, we were shocked to find that the floor beneath the window I had witnessed him at had completely collapsed, and by the looks of it, it hadn't been a recent event. I was extremely perturbed by this and made my way back downstairs while Jesse stayed behind to look around, which was a big mistake. I went into the backyard area for a breath of fresh air when I heard Jesse shouting my name, but when I turned around to go back in, there was a solid black figure blocking my way. Stunned, I just stood staring at it. Suddenly, it began to turn gray, then a bright and blinding white, and the next thing I knew, I was being helped off the ground by Jesse. I had apparently fainted. Oh my god. It is important to note also that Jesse told me later that she had never called my name. Well, that's, so that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Those were essentially the most hardcore supernatural events of my life, but I would continue to see the black figure in my apartment and in my yard over the next 10 years. Hmm. Shouldn't have brought that wood thing home with you, buddy. Exactly, Dash. <laughs> Sassy. 
A couple of times it rushed me and I would wake up hours later confused and disoriented. I developed a horrible and inconsolable depression and addiction problems. Oh my God. It seemed like I was cursed. The problems got worse and worse and culminated in a man attempting to murder me in Boston while I was on a trip there. Luckily, I haven't seen the dark man since slightly before Boston. And my luck and mood and life in general has been on a steady incline ever since the event. So I think that whatever was following me has stopped. But this is why I was asking if anyone had ever heard of a person being possessed or specifically haunted by a shadow person. And he says to put a disclaimer on his story that the owner of the hotel will prosecute people for trespassing, so don't go on the property. It's all been gutted out since this anyways. But I did end up with a ticket on one of my less eventful trips there in high school. So that's just creepy in a lot of different ways. So didn't a tornado kind of come through yes. and destroy that uh, hotel? I know exactly where this place is. Yeah, I've been too. out to Maribel Caves it's quite a, a very, bit. It's a very, very cool place. Yeah, there's actually a geocache right in front of it. Ah, so that's kind of cool. But I think the hotel was pretty much destroyed. Yeah, the hotel is pretty much gone. But I know a lot of people that went there and had weird experiences. And Okay, can we... Yeah, that's crazy. But... Can, you know, the fact that this, whatever this thing was that he ran into there has followed him around. So I wonder if the thing that he saw with the no face up in the window was the, the same no eyes. thing that like followed him. It, it sounds like it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It sounds like that was, that is what he had seen. Can we talk about the fact that someone tried to murder him? I don't know anything I mean, about what that. what the heck? Yeah. That is, uh, Yeah. That, that I feel like that's a whole other podcast or something. But yeah, that's... Uh, I'm glad you're still alive. Let's just say that. That's dash, really we, dash we need to get you on the show. I know you <laughs> yeah. come to Wisconsin a lot, like you yes. said. So next season, when we are recording, we're going to get you here. For sure. Because we want to talk to you about some of this stuff. But I'm... Wow. You know, like, I think about the green guy I saw mm-hmm. in my bedroom when I was a kid. Or I think about the creepy-ass arch-backed old guy I saw crawl out of the bathroom in my apartment. And it's like, why didn't any of that follow me? Right. You know, because Dash had asked me, he had messaged me and asked me if there's a lot of situations where somebody throughout their life is followed by the same same shadow person. I think people do experience that. I think that does happen. Um, I think what's interesting about your situation was that whatever was there, it seemed like it... The exp- at your apartment, it seemed like it tailored that experience to you. Yeah, because it was yeah, wearing because, clothes because that of the, you would wear. Because it had the jacket on, but yet it didn't follow you. No. So I wonder if whoever is there now is having experiences that tailored seem really to personal to them. Yeah. But back. But, but to, then it's yeah. like, why didn't this thing follow me? Where this thing followed Dash? Yeah, I don't know. Probably because you know, he took something. I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know because that I know the building he's and talking he about but that it. wasn't really part of the of Hotel Hell. Maybe it's because he saw it. It's possible. And whatever it was was possible. like now you've seen me. Have you been to Maribel Caves? No. No? You've never been so there? So claustrophobic. I can't. Oh, that's where I found out that I'm I think <laughs> I, I, I can't remember if I talked about that. I did I think I did cave. talk about that in another episode <laughs> where we tried going in those caves that you have to Nope. No that crawling. You have to, like, no crawling. Crawl. No, you, no you you have to crawl in like not that happening. and it opens into a big chamber inside the 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 stone and you can that, take pictures. No, that's and send when them I found out. No, that's when I found out. <laughs> nope, that you're super claustrophobic. No, I I went in a little bit and then I noped the hell out of there and I just uh-uh. can't. I I'm nope. The older I get, the more I'm claustrophobic. The more <gasps> heights bother me. Yep, so, me too. One hundred percent. But it, it's a beautiful place, Maribel Caves. Is it on but, the lake? No, no. Well, it's it, near like the lake. Manitowoc is where it's kind of on the lake, sure. but it's okay. away from the lake. But I mean, I've driven past it because it's on. Is that forty two? 
I'm not sure. It's on one of the... My parents drove by it all the but time. But it's weird because it's a beautiful place, but mm-hmm. it there's something ominous about it. It's like JFK Prep. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's beautiful place. Not like place. JFK Prep. They, I, don't, I don't get ominous feelings from JFK Prep. No, Prap. but it has a feeling. It's just that, you know, even though you're in the vibe. woods, I feel like it, it's darker than... Hmm. A wood should be like there's something. It's a malevolent. There's feeling. something. Which you're right is not like JFK prop. No, there's something there. There's something. There's a darkness to the place. I feel, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. the couple times I've been there, there's just something there. Well, I'm guessing just because the hotel is gone doesn't mean whatever is there oh, exactly. left with it. Exactly. A lot of people take pictures of the hotel. People have shown me pictures where you can see what looks like the silhouette of a man oh, standing I in one of the windows. Those. I don't know if I still have one. I'll have to look. Yeah, you should post them to the strangers. But. It's an interesting place. I'll maybe find a online photo of the hotel and I'll post it in the strangers. Okay. Maybe we'll record an episode there. Oh, Lord. Take some stuff. Take some bricks from the building. Krista can keep them in her new house. No. Okay. It's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much, Dash. Got to get you on the show too, buddy. Next, we have audio from our listener, Stephanie. This story is from about eight years or so ago. I had never experienced old hag before and thankfully have only had mild cases of it since, but this was definitely the most classic textbook experience of an old hag thing that I have experienced to date. And it really freaked me out. It freaked me out so much that basically I went to all the social medias and posted everywhere. And this is uh, my firsthand account of what I had posted the live journal. My Facebook status this morning. How does one delicately ask if the place they've just moved into is haunted at all? I.e., boy, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, and hopefully most of it is my own damn fault. In the interest of full disclosure, I came home from a lovely dinner with friends and curled up on the couch with my cat to watch one of the new Netflix discs, The Mothman Prophecies. Now, if I'm tired, that couch is where attention spans go to die, and I was last night since I'd spent most of the day helping friends load up their moving truck to head to Chicago on Friday. Last night was no exception. I fell asleep somewhere in the middle of spooky and music, and I'm sure it colored my mood. I woke up and turned stuff off, crawled into bed. Now, where I live is ringed in pecan trees, and those suckers hit the metal roof all the time, and it's loud and startling, and I don't ever want to get completely used to it because I don't want to ignore loud warning noises. And last night was particularly windy, and the nuts kept dropping. Branches hitting, brushing against the house, etc. All the normal house-settling noises, but I just couldn't get to sleep. I kept hearing loud, non-nut noises, which seemed to be emanating from either of my closets. Nothing there when I checked. Collapsed boxes rustling on the porch. Ditto. Scratching. Neither of the cats. Glass bottles scuttling around on the floor. I got up several times to check, didn't see anything out of place, and slipped in and out of wakefulness all night. Here's where I get a little freaked. So at one point, and I know I'm dreaming here because the outside doesn't look like my actual outside the window, I looked out and I saw a bare-bones skeleton walking toward my car area, as if to come up into my entrance. I don't remember the in-between, but soon after, I felt, I assume slash hope in this half-wakeful dream state, a hand wrap hair on my head into a top knot into their fist as if to yank my head up. Bolt upright, kids. Woke bolt upright. I never had old hag before, and I don't remember feeling touched like this ever, but who knows for sure. Ran my hands through my hair several times, wasn't in such a way as would account for someone doing that, The cats were never sure to your flighty. 
One cat slept beside me all night, and we all know that he would have bolted if somebody was actually in there. I dreamt before this that I would email the landlady and ask about the noises, and uh, I did that when I got up this morning and couldn't take it anymore. I heard the other landlord moving about, getting ready for work. Neither of them were up or talking or moving around when I checked stuff throughout the night. So, yeah, that top-knot business freaked my stuff right the hell out. I haven't gotten a reply to my email yet today. This was the email I sent. Hey, I just wanted to check in with you this morning since I was having a hard time sleeping last night. I kept hearing crashing noises. It sounded like they were coming out of either my closets or glass bottles falling to the ground, being shifted outside the bedroom window, that side of the house. The wind was pretty up last night, so I also kept hearing trees brush against stuff and the nuts falling, but these seemed to be pretty distinct inside, but I didn't see anything when I looked. Thanks. Edited to add, it's worth noting here for completeness, the house's attic access is in my bathroom, and the landlords had gotten into it last night to bring down the Halloween decorations and put away the swim stuff. So it's interesting because she calls this the old hag, right? Yeah. And the old hag is synonymous with sleep paralysis, but what she describes doesn't sound like sleep paralysis to me. No, that sounds... There's no instance of her not being able to move, which is like the key component of sleep paralysis. The skeleton thing... That's creepy. ...creeps me out. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like she physically felt something grab her hair. I don't know. The sounds of the stuff freaks me out yeah like there had been a lot leading you know like i can i know what that's the sound of that of the nuts falling on Mm. you know the roof and all Mm -hmm. that what that sounds like and i don't know that's just weird that whole thing is weird i don't don't, know how to classify her experience I i don't know either i don't i mean could it have been just a really vivid dream i think we've all had that dream where we're falling and we feel like we've fallen our bed yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little things like that yeah. where you kind of feel it and you wake yeah, up. Yeah, but it sounds like this almost went on the whole night, like on yeah. and off during the night. Right. I don't know. You know, and she said that the landlord went up and got the decorations out of They the, let something yeah, out. Yeah, maybe that rustled something up that had, you know, like paranormal that was there. Right. It's very possible. It's interesting. You know, like one of the, the things about hauntings is that a lot of times making you know, like renovations in the house or moving stuff around can cause paranormal sure. stuff to ramp up. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what, even somebody going in the attic here, maybe that's what happened. But I don't know. I don't think that this is sleep paralysis. I think no. this is something. Well, and it's, I, I'm, I'd like to know more about why she's calling referring to it as old hag because if she saw a skeleton, I mean, because old hag. Old hag is synonymous with sleep paralysis. Right. And she didn't describe seeing an old hag. No, or... but old hag is is one of the things that's I've seen sleep right. paralysis actually called. Yeah. People refer to it as old hag, even if they don't necessarily see an old hag. They right. refer to it as an old hag syndrome. And typically she's crouched on your chest and yeah. you feel like something's pinning you or holding you down. So I, I don't know. Does it does it? I mean, you know more about the old hag <laughs> stuff than I do, and about sleep. Well, I've never, can, I've had lots of sleep paralysis. Like the, I've never old hag seen syndrome, an old hag. Are you? Do you feel like them touch you? Do you feel them pull yeah, your hair? Yeah, I think that from what I've read, the people who c- claim that it's the old hag, they feel her sitting on their chest, like it's a pressure, like something's holding them down, and like they can't breathe. But do they? I don't know. Do they I've physically like that. grab? Parts of them that I don't know because I've I don't know a lot that. about old Hague syndrome. I don't know a lot about sleep paralysis, and I, I kind of don't want thing. to because it freaks me out. 
and I know that. I think they're the same thing. <laughs> well, they are, but um, but I've I've had my hair touched. One of my sleep paralysis experiences, something was stroking my hair. I was in a hotel really? room in Las Vegas. Yep, and I remember it very vividly. I could feel someone behind me. You sure me it wasn't the bellboy or stroking something? my hair? No, that would have no. Um, I've been touched many times during sleep paralysis. I've felt a lot of stuff. A poke, really sharp poke in the back. I've had something scream so loud in my ear I could feel it. Yeesh. Yeah. Huh. I, I don't know. I don't. Part of me. I mean, I could see the skeleton thing being like a vivid dream. Sure. But I feel like. Well, I she said she knew that was a dream because the outside didn't yeah. look like her outside. So I don't know. I mean, I. It could be. It could be a sleep paralysis situation. I don't know. It just seems more paranormal. Yeah. To me. And I don't think sleep paralysis is paranormal. No. But that's not creepy. in my experience. But that yeah, is that creepy. is creepy. I think just the fact that she was hearing stuff in her house all night would be enough yeah. to creep me out. Yeah. So I am one person who does not want to experience anything in my own home. So no props to you people who deal with that. <laughs> Thank you so much for the story, Stephanie. Yes. What's next? Anna's. Anna. Anna's story. Okay. So this is the story from Anna. This happened some years ago on the subway in Washington, D.C. Okay, I remember reading this yeah. in the Gmail and it thoroughly yeah. creeped me out. Okay. I was riding home late one night and about halfway to my destination, the doors opened and a white bearded rotund man, Santa-esque man, in a tank top and suspenders boarded the train alone. While I should have been suspicious from the get-go, he looked like a harmless, scruffy, pot-bellied man in his 60s. I noticed he was talking to himself animatedly and was wandering around desperately trying to get the few other riders to engage him in conversation. I paused the music I was listening to, but didn't remove my headphones or make eye contact so that I didn't draw his manic attention. I hear you, sister. Those people (laughs) always seek me out for some reason. After expounding on his extensive academic achievements in philosophy, Uh, which, according to him, the world's most brilliant philosophers, peering out of the window and noticing that it was raining and screaming, this rain will be so good for my radishes. (laughs) He realized he had no willing conversation partner and defeated took a seat. I could picture all this in my head. I mean, I could see this happening. As I surreptitiously watched him through the reflection in the dark windows, I saw him remove his glasses clean them on his shirt, and then, without looking, pass them over his shoulder to the Asian woman behind him who put them on. That's so weird. He got off at the next stop, and the Asian lady kept the glasses on until I got off a few stops later. WTF. I don't know. that. Okay. She says he entered the train alone, tried to talk to everyone, and then took the glasses he was wearing and blindly passed them to the random woman behind him who then wore them. I remember looking around the train to see if anyone else had witnessed this and no one would meet my eyes. Any ideas on what this could be? No No, that idea. is just the weirdest thing I've ever <laughs> See, stuff like, heard. I mean, paranormal stuff creeps me out, but stuff like this just creeps the hell out of me yeah. almost worse than paranormal stuff. It's like, what the hell? Well, nothing what even like malevolent or... No. It, it no, wasn't even it's just scary. Weird. It was just like, it makes um, no sense. The, the first thing I thought of when I read this is we will get more into this when we do a episode about mind control that a lot of people that think they're being mind controlled, that there's something called gang stalking. Okay. Or street theater, yeah, yeah, where yeah, there's there's spe- there's actual people out there that it's their job to go to the person that's being mind controlled, you know, to be like in their surroundings and to be doing weird things. 
to, to mess to mess to manipulate them, them or yeah. mess with them make them think they're crazy make them think they're crazy and that's what this almost sounds that's the first thing i thought of was that it's almost like street theater or gang stalking but it's just i don't know i it's mean it's so I, random like he didn't yeah. know this asian woman no. and she just took the glasses and, and this, put them on like it was no <laughs> this big one, deal this this really creeped me out and i yeah. i think it's more that like I said, the paranormal stuff creeps me out. But when there's something like really surreal or it's like, what the hell? And this it doesn't is, even have to have a paranormal thing. It's no. just like, I that creeps me out that really? this happened. This is what Jim Harold would call a head scratcher. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it creeps me out. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. Sorry. No. <laughs> creepy. That's what that is. Yeah. So I Weird wish we had... I wish creepy. I'd, I think this would freak me out seeing this more than seeing a ghost would. This would be make see, for a really interesting like short film. It would because, like I said, I can picture that whole scene in totally. my head. Creepy as hell. So I don't know. I don't know, but it. I got the heebie-jeebies it, just thinking about it. It scares both of us. So yeah. thank you for the story. Thanks for creeping us out. Yeesh. Okay, next we have a story from listener Mike. Sup, Mike. My name is Mike, and I live in Utah, about two or three hours from the Skinwalker Ranch. My father used to work hauling crude oil from the wells out in that area, and sometimes I'd go along for the ride. The whole region has a history of strangeness with the tribes that live in that area. My dad worked nights, and usually we would reach the oil wells after 1 o'clock a.m. The first few trips were uneventful, aside from a strong feeling of being watched. The first time we had an experience, we were driving to the well when we both noticed a man standing on the opposite side of the road waving at us. We didn't think anything of it and kept driving. About 10 miles further down the road, the same man was standing on our side of the road. I don't know how to... What the hell? Krista's shaking her head. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They they, they, they didn't turn around? (laughs) About 10 miles further down the road, the same man was standing on our side of the road. I don't know how to begin to explain it. There was no vehicle where we saw him the first time. Nobody passed us. There's no way he could have been there. But that wasn't the end. I was fairly terrified at this point. Admit, you know, yeah. I totally get that. <laughs> the wells out there are way out in the middle of nowhere, about 30 miles from the closest town. We got to the well, and while my dad was pumping oil into the tanker, I was standing a little ways off smoking a cigarette. Again, I started feeling watched, but I tried to ignore it. Finally, we were done, and we were walking back to the truck when what sounded like a wolf howled from behind us. We turned around with our flashlights trying to see if anything was around, and about 50 to 60 feet away on the top of a little hill, the same man stood there staring us down. Wait, this <laughs> is after they heard a wolf howl? Yes. Okay. I have never been this scared in my life and hope I never will again. I stood there staring at him for a few seconds until my dad grabbed me by the arm and we started backing towards the truck. We got in it and got the hell out of there. Good idea. I know this sounds crazy and a lot of people won't believe it, but I have never felt fear like that before or since. I only went with him a couple more times after that, and while I never saw anything again, we both heard the howls around three of the wells we went to. Also, one night, I was sitting in the truck trying to sleep while my dad pumped the oil. I heard a light knocking on my door. I assumed it was just my dad messing with me, so I ignored it. There was a second louder knock, and I looked out the window. Of course, I didn't see anything. I was just about to open the door when my dad opened his door and climbed back into the truck. One thing about my dad is that he's a huge dude. 
He's 6'5 and about 300 pounds. There's no way he could have hidden from my sight and snuck around the truck. After that night, I decided to stop going with him. How could he even sleep in there? To I don't know. It's <laughs> just creepy. Is it like the fact a that he saw the he saw, I don't know. The fact that he saw the man, then they saw the man further down the Ten road. miles down the road? And then when they heard the howl, they looked up and they saw the man standing on a hill looking at them. How Okay, I'm not good at math, but how long would it take a really fast runner I to mean, run it, it, 10 he miles? He said there was no vehicle by the guy, and nobody had passed them. They hadn't seen any other vehicles, so there is no way that the person could have... A 10 miles almost a half marathon. Yeah, You're not running that in no, 10 minutes. No, there's no way that the person would have normally got there. But the howl, and then seeing the man staring at them from the hill... It doesn't, the feel like a, it doesn't feel like a spirit of any kind. It feels like a physical... Fl- flesh and blood kind of thing i don't if know it is what the hell is it i don't know but it's by skinwalker ranch and you know how skinwalker ranch is that whole area is just wolf weird. size spiders <laughs> the maybe spider, there was a tiny spider, size, spider nearby spider that was howling <laughs> i don't know so that's just a creepy ass story yeah so it looked like a normal man though like it you couldn't really tell. tell. I mean, me it was, was on, like really hairy or No, something. it was on the side of the road and they couldn't, they couldn't really that tell. That's really creepy. It's like it was stalking them yeah, or something. Like, yeah. And the whole thing freaks me out. Nope. You know, was it some kind of Native American skinwalker yeah. type thing? I don't, I don't know. know. But that's, that's creepy. So Krista and I are both getting more and more creeped out. Heber jeebers. Being in here. So... Thank you so much for the story, Mike. Yeah, thanks. I'm he said he's got more, so I'm, we're going to probably try to hit him up for more for the next one. All right. So what do we have next, Kurt? Next, we have Troy's audio. Oh, Troy. Okay. So Troy is somebody that I've known. I, I want to use air quotes because I've never met him. But there used to be a website called I Am Haunted. It was sort of like Facebook for people who are into the paranormal. Kurt was on it. Yes, I was. I was. On it. Vicky was on it. Yep. Who I think Mark and Rhonda were maybe on it. Yeah, I'm not I think sure. we were all on there for a while. But then there started to be all this drama behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and I don't it think folded. it exists anymore. No. Um, but I, I, I think Troy and I just saw photos, and we were from sort of the same area, so we started chatting or whatever, and we reconnected on Facebook. We're friends on Instagram, and I just know that he's traveled a lot and had a lot of experiences. He lives in Illinois. Um, and so I asked him if he would submit a story. Where He was actually supposed to be recording with us today. Yeah. A full episode. He yep. was going to drive up here, but he's going to the Ozzy concert tomorrow. <laughs> and it ended up just being too much for him. So we're either going to try to get him up here at another time. Is it Ozzy or Ozfest? I don't think Ozzy no, is, is still Ozzy. touring. Is yes. he still touring? I think it's his last tour. Wow. Yeah. So um, either we're going to Skype with him or get him up here Next or season. something. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, he recorded a little story for us. So here it is. Hey, this is Troy from West Dundee, Illinois, and I wanted to tell you about my first paranormal experience. It happened back in the early 90s when I was in my early 20s. Um, It was in an old house in Palatine, Illinois. I was living with my girlfriend at the time, and they gave me a room upstairs. It was across from the bathroom, and um, I don't know, I just started getting weird vibes from that area. So when I would go to sleep late at night, I felt like I was being watched. And this continued over weeks and weeks, and it just started making me feel more uncomfortable. So I had to confront my girlfriend at the time about it, and she had told me that one of the kids had drowned in the tub. So that kind of explained it for me. 
after that, it continued to feel the same way. Some other things happened in the house as well when I lived there. I had a Halloween party the following year, and um, you know, it was a slightly large party. I had about 50 people or more, and you know, we were hanging out in the basement all over the place. And the basement kind of gave you the chills as well. It was like you went down in the basement, you kind of felt cold. And then when you were coming up the stairs, you always felt like somebody was like right on your back. It was just you know, really just creepy and uncomfortable. So I had this party. We're all hanging out downstairs. We're playing video games and had the stereo blasting. And then all of a sudden, the stereo started pulsating, like on and off, on and off. And we were kind of like, what's going on? And then a moment later after that, a shot glass flew across the room. And that pretty much you know, told me what was going on in the house. And um, after that, I remember one day we were in the living room. We were kind of just laying on the floor. We heard, like, voices above us. It sounded like radio waves. Like, it almost didn't sound like it was somebody in the room, but it sounded like a recording. And that was very strange. And then, um, you know, we get, once in a while, you hear just some strange things. And You know, my girlfriend told me her brothers and sisters, she had nine brothers and sisters. They did a seance in the house, like, many years before that. And, um... Basically, all the books in that room came off the shelves. Things were flying around. And they all swear that this happened. I had talked to mom, and they said, yeah, this really happened. And what's funny, outside the door, there is a, um, like a stain in the wood, and it looks like a devil's face. So it's really kind of creepy and eerie. And then um, when her parents decided to sell the house and move out of state, she had to go back and close the house. And that was like the most dreadful feeling she had ever felt in her life. Like she had to go back by herself and she felt just like this ultimate dread and fear and just, she ran out of the house crying. So whatever was in the house just totally scared her and maybe didn't want her to leave. So um, yeah, her family moved out of state. I moved on to another residence and then, you know, that was that pretty much. And, um, my next experience would be in Bachelors Grove Cemetery, where in 1999, my friends brought me in there with a camcorder, and we were doing a little ghost hunting expedition. And, um, yeah, to my uh, excitement and disbelief, I actually recorded an apparition on night vision. And we didn't see this on the actual, you know, while we were there filming, but we saw it in the video afterwards, and we all just kind of like our jaws dropped. It was just, it was totally amazing. You know, it was an apparition that um, basically just materialized out of nowhere behind us and walked around for a few moments right after my friend who was, he was a ghost hunter. He was the one who took us there. He had told us that this lady comes out on full moon nights looking for her infant child. And this happened right in front of the infant daughter tombstone. So basically, I had no reason to be a skeptic after all this happened. And yeah, so... I've had some other experiences since then, and um, I always try to keep one eye in front of me and one eye out for ghosts. Wow. Awesome stories. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to I'd visit l- yeah, that cemetery. That cemetery. Bachelor, I'd love Bachelor's to see Grove. that video. Yeah. That would be awesome. But that cemetery is supposed to have pretty crazy stuff happening there, I guess. Well, obviously. Well, thanks, Troy, for submitting. He um, was talking to me via... Uh, Facebook Messenger, 
in the last couple of weeks just about some stuff that's going on in his apartment lately. So maybe we'll get some more stories. Yeah, from him super in the awesome stories. A yeah. lot of that I can kind of relate to stuff that's happened. Yeah. That's yeah. just really, really interesting. Very cool. I totally want to visit that cemetery. Yeah, we should. I mean, yeah. Bachelor's Grove can't be that far from jump. us. Yeah, probably just a few hours. So no, awesome. We got to get him on the show too. Yeah, for sure. So Very awesome cool. stories. Thank you so much. All right, this one is from, it just sounded so Wisconsin there. All right, this <laughs> totally. one is from Dwyla. I love that name, by the I way. I know, she Dwyla. she thanked us for liking her name. <laughs> I think she says that in there. I think so. I see cool name in quotes down below. <laughs> First off, love this podcast. I found a post about you on Reddit. Thanks, Corey. Yeah, I think Corey <laughs> posted that. Corey's post? Thank you, Corey. Uh, and decided to give podcasts a try yours with the first podcast i ever listened to and Yay. i binge listened over three days and now i'm hooked i listen to so many different shows now but i always get so excited to see a new episode of yours in my queue especially because you said my quote cool name oh thank you anyway Delilah. yeah anyway here are two of my stories one is heartwarming and the other still freaks me out to this day so the first one looks like the one that freaks her out in high school, my group of friends and I were all going to our friend Garrett's house for a party. He and his dad built the house and moved in around four months previous. There were seven of us total. We weren't expecting anyone else to show up and Garrett's dad was away for the weekend. As we were walking up to the house, right before the front door, Garrett stopped in his tracks, turned around and said, Oh, just so you guys know, my house is haunted. It's not going to hurt you, but please try to ignore it. We all looked at him and laughed, brushed it off. We didn't believe him. He said, you'll see. So the party is in full swing. We are all down in his basement playing beer pong when we start to hear a couple bang sounds. Hey, just for the record, I have never played beer pong. Oh, really? No, I have Isn't never. Isn't that where you bounce? Yeah, the, or with the ping pong, the pong balls with ball the, 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 the solo cups. Yeah, I've I have never it. played that. It's pretty fun. You're missing out. We'll do that on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, so we are all down in his basement playing beer pong when we start to hear a couple bang sounds like loud stomping or a basketball or something. We count. We are all downstairs. Garrett says, see, I told you we laugh. No biggie. We hear louder banging sounds and a couple of us are a little weirded out, but the booze is flowing. So no big deal. Side note. Everything we needed was downstairs. Bathroom, more drinks, fridge, snacks, etc. None of us went upstairs during the time of beer pong because all seven of us had a role in the game. This is important. We finished beer pong and go back upstairs. I will never forget what we saw when we got to the main floor. Every single cupboard, drawer, and door was open. The fridge, freezer, pantry, oven, etc. Everything open. Door to the office, bedrooms, everything. Creepy. <sighs> Poltergeist. Hello. <laughs> totally. All of us stood there with our mouths open, not saying a word, while Garrett went around and shut them all. He said, see, this is what it does. Only when we are in the house. It's so annoying. I, yeah, he's thinking it's annoying. I'm thinking, where's the nearest door? How the heck do I get out of here? <laughs> but let me take some photos first. We're all thoroughly freaked out at this point, so we watch a Disney movie. Nothing happened during the movie, so we all hit the hay. In the middle of the night, I woke up to what I can only describe as a deep rumbling heartbeat sound, yeah. but I couldn't find the source. The TV in the room I was in kept turning on by itself to a blue screen. I couldn't tell if the heartbeat sound was coming from the TV, the wall, or the headboard. It was so strange. I was so scared I couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. I didn't talk about what happened during the night to anyone in the morning. I just wanted to leave as soon as we got up. Nobody talks about having an 
any experiences during the night, but everyone was very eager to leave like me. We never partied there again. Don't blame it's you. Like, it's like textbook yeah. poltergeist yeah. The, activity. The, the, the strange weird, noises. The, the, heart, the weird heartbeat noise yeah. freaks me out. Well, totally. Yeah. Ew. TV turning on and off. The yeah. cupboards opening and yeah, closing. Yeah, that's very poltergeisty. A lot of... Uh, how old were they? Were they teenagers? I'm hoping they were of legal drinking age because oh, they were playing sure. beer pong. Sure, 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 sure. Well, if you're thinking, you know, if they were kind of teenage, that's a lot of energy. Adolescent energy yeah. draws things like poltergeist. Oh, yeah. That's so why a lot of teenage girls. I mean, that's why it is. teenage girls generally girls, are seen yep. as, as poltergeist magnets, magnets or causes. <laughs> right. True. Okay. So this is her heartwarming ghost story. My grandmother passed away a few years ago. After her passing, I was given this cute little mirrored music box I love that plays Fear Elise. Great song. Played that on the piano yep. when I yep. was a kid. Beethoven. It sits high on a shelf in my house, and I honestly haven't touched it since I put it up there. I haven't even dusted it because it doesn't look dusty. Haha. <laughs> but a year ago, we got a call at 1 a.m. My husband's grandmother was being rushed to hospital for some kind of infection. My husband was basically raised by his grandmother, so she's more of a mother figure to him. We raced to the hospital because we were told this could be it. She had spinal meningitis, and it was very serious. We stayed until about 4.35 a.m., were told to say our goodbyes, and then sent home. It was a pretty sad car ride back. We both took the day off to rest, but neither of us could sleep. My husband was stressed, so took a bath, and I made coffee. I was tidying up, wiping the table when the music box started to play all by itself. I stopped dead and looked at it. I felt this wave of calm wash over me and I kept hearing the phrase, everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be all right. My heart was racing. I was staring at the music box, turning and playing that familiar tune. So I said, hi, grandma. Thank you. It turned for two more seconds and then stopped. I couldn't stop smiling. My husband's grandma was going to be okay. I knew it. I felt it. My husband doesn't believe in ghosts or paranormal stuff. You and I have the same husband, Krista. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> totally do. So I wasn't sure I should tell him. I told him anyway, and he said, even though I don't believe in that stuff, and even if you're making it up, it makes me feel better. His grandmother made a full recovery. For being 80 and a smoker for 60 plus years, that woman is a tank. Wow. The music box turned on again one time when we were talking near it in front of my husband this time. I got so excited and said, see, see, I wasn't making it up. Hi, Grandma. He was speechless. It played for two seconds after I acknowledged it. Then it shut off again. To this day, he doesn't understand. Wow. Interesting. Good stories. I love I like, heartwarming stories. I like the fact that ghost stories can either be heartwarming or can... Or terrifying. Or, or make you <laughs> crap your pants. Right. You know, I, I like that she had one of each. So very I, cool. I definitely believe in like signs and yeah. things like that. Well, that's the thing is that when I do die, I want to do some kind of sign like that without actually... Give me the heebie Doing anything creepy, <laughs> yeah. you know? I'd, Give me a sign, Kurt. Don't scare me though. You know, like I'd, I don't know what it would be, but... I just want to do something like that hmm. without, like I said, manifesting and doing that creepy ass jerky walk that they do in horror movies. No, don't do that. I won't do that. What's the EVP you're going to leave me? Boobs. <laughs> yeah, the boobs EVP. Boobs. <laughs> oh, no, it's great. I totally forgot about that. I'm going to have to write that down so I remember how to do that. But no, those were awesome stories. Yeah. Very good, good stories. Very good. 
And we here, have one more that you're going to read, Yep, right? we have one more. This is a short one, but <laughs> this one relates a lot to dashes. Okay. Ooh. So this is from Casey. Okay. Casey says, now for my story. I'm actually trying to find someone who will be able to hypnotize me to go back to the incident. That's a big no with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm hypnotism nope. freaks me out. We've yep. discussed that in past it's episodes. Basically so mind good. control. Moving on. I'm 48 now and have been plagued by a lot of unusual things since the day. I have been told it's the hat man, but I'm not sure what he is. I was on a walk with my sister, a cousin, and a foster uncle while we were visiting my dad's family in North Dakota. While on this walk, I was separated from the others. I went through a cemetery, which is strange because this was my first time being in the town my dad was from with me being born and raised in Texas. I do not know how or why I ended up at that cemetery. While walking through it, a man dressed in black, a tied tie, and a black hat like a fedora reached out for me as I walked through him. Once I got back to my grandparents' house, my mom was crying. I had been gone for over three hours. It seemed like maybe fifth it seemed like maybe fifteen minutes. Definitely oh, not three hours to me for sure. I was shaking and I woke up that night because I heard my name being called. The same man from the cemetery was calling for me. Since then I have continued to see this man. It is totally random when he shows up. I have tried to ignore it and didn't speak of it until our oldest daughter told me two years ago that she began seeing the same exact man when she was 16 and still does. This reminds me of Brit's story. So that's just, but like Dash asked, are there people that are are yeah. are followed by the same person? And well, I that's, think we have two other examples of that happening: Brit and Casey. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. Brit's was being. She still sees them yeah, occasionally. So she said, obviously. Oh. Dash's answer, yeah, there are people that wow. continue to see the same figure that they see throughout their lives. And that just really creeps me out. Yeah. Oh, I get the chills. Yeah. So, hmm. thanks. The, okay, what really creeps me out most about that story, though, is lost time is really freaky to me. Yeah, so the fact lost time that, is freaky because you know the I got that weird, yeah. you know, like but the weird. Oh, I got to tell you, quick side note, okay. Joe. Joe from Paranormal Palaver, yeah. my friend Joe. Everybody should know who I've talked about yeah. him enough. He told me we were at work um, yesterday, the day before, and he IM'd me, and he's like, okay, for the like the last week and a half, I every time I look at a clock, my phone, the computer, my watch, it's 11-11. Wow. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> ooh, know, that happens to Kurt all the time. And it's funny time. because Casey has another story about that. Really? She says, I wasn't going to read this one, but you now should. I will. She says, "I am now listening to Paranormal Palaver, oh, the podcast with Paranormal Palaver, <laughs> the podcast with Kurt talking about the Mandela effect. Kurt okay. talks about eleven eleven. I have never heard about the ringing in the ears. The ringing in the ears. I get that. I, all I, we the talked time. about that. Mm-hmm. If you go back and find that episode of Paranormal Palaver, I talk about how when my weird Mandela effect stuff was going on around. I don't remember what the years were, but I was seeing eleven eleven hmm. all the time to a really weird degree." And I know there's a lot of people that say it's a psychological thing that... I can see that. You know, and we talk about... I talked about how one of the weirdest times was when I was at Papa Murphy's getting a pizza. Oh, right, yeah. I was ordering a pizza, and I was standing at the counter watching the girl make my pizza. I think she was making my pizza, or I was just standing there. But on the wall off to my side, they had a clock, a digital clock. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was weird. It was like I was watching the girl and it was like somebody physically put their hands on my head and turned my head 
to look at the clock and the clock said 1111 hmm. and it wasn't to the point where I could see it out of my peripheral vision either it was like behind That's my head creepy. but it was like something turned my head to make me look at the 1111 wow. and it happens every now and then uh Tuesday I went to Burger King and my total was 1111 which was weird because that's never happened before but it's been happening again lately yeah Joe said he's like waiting for something to happen yeah it's been it's it completely died for a while and completely Mm. stopped happening and within the last couple weeks it started happening again where I'm seeing these 1111s everywhere it can be a price it can be a time it can be the quantity of an order at work but I'm seeing 1111s a lot she said, I've never heard of the ringing in the ears, but I have had that forever. The last In the last couple of years, the ringing has become more intense. It is strange because around that time, it became more intense. My cell phone would always go off around 3 o'clock a.m. or p.m. Every day because it was winter, my husband was laid off from work as usual. A week later, my iPad alarm began going off at 3 a.m. and 3 p.m. I was diagnosed with chronic pancreatitis due to a birth defect, and I have a feeding tube because of it. When the alarm started doing that, on the way to Minnesota to see my doctor, if we saw three red-tailed hawks, my appointment was going to be great. If we saw only one, then it would not be good. Tests would be run that were not planned, etc. The creepiest in all of this is that the third week in December, my iPad and iPhone alarm both go off one day at the usual 3. This day it is the 3 p.m. I have tried countless times to reset the alarms, silence them, etc. You name it. Still, no matter what, the alarm went off. This afternoon, it goes off at 3 p.m. Third week of this, my husband's phone rings. One of my cousins was calling his phone because she couldn't get mine to ring. She was calling to tell me that her oldest cousin had passed away. The creepy part is that she had been in her home deceased for three days before she was found. Once we were told this, the iPad and iPhone stopped going off at 3 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wow. My husband, who never dealt with the paranormal until I came into his life, and he still married me, LOL, <laughs> tells me that we are getting me a new phone and iPad because this was just too creepy for him. So strange. Thought I would share that because I had never heard about the 1111 or the ringing. I still see the three. I still see the red tail hawks, and it's always still three for good, one for bad. My iPhone and iPad has never done that since. So there's patterns in things and that's what, you know, a lot of people poo poo my 1111 thing, but it's just hard to explain how meaningful it is to you at the time that you have this sense that it means something big. Right. And it was always supposed to be a signal to be watching, be watching for something, be watching for something and nothing ever happened. Hmm. But, you know, I have a friend named Carissa that was big with the paranormal stuff and this was around uh when the world was supposed to end in 2012 or whatever. 2012 mm-hmm. and the whole mayan calendar thing yeah the whole mayan calendar thing and she theorized that this was another one of those weird mandela effect things where something was supposed to happen and it didn't, it didn't. and that's mm-hmm. why so many of us saw the 1111s because it was a warning sign to us, but then whatever was supposed to happen that we were being warned about didn't happen. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a lot of a weird stuff, but the 1111s are like a big part of the weirdness in my life. Yeah. So it was just Not funny that you, all you, paranoid, you know, so. that you brought up that. Yeah. So I had to read that story too. And well, thank you, Casey. Yeah. Thank you, Casey. Our last story for the day is from Rhonda who joined us on the Great episodes. Lakes Triangle and mm-hmm. the EVP episode. So this is Rhonda Zahn, Brittany Zahn's mom, and one of our dearest friends. Rhonda Roo. Rhonda Roo. 
about four or five years ago, um, my daughter Brittany and I were sitting and watching television in our great room of our old house. Um, I got up from the chair that I was sitting in and briefly looked up into the dining room area where I thought I had saw my son standing. And I I looked back down um, at the chair that I had just gotten up from. And when I looked up again into the uh, dining room area, Devin wasn't there anymore. My son wasn't there anymore. So I called out to him thinking that he had stepped into the kitchen. And Brittany said to me, Mom, who are, you know, who, why are you calling for Devin? And I said, you know, that I just saw him walk into the kitchen. And she said, Mom, Devin didn't come downstairs and go into the kitchen. And I really didn't think too much of it at the time. I kind of blew it off. And then maybe about an hour or two later, I went upstairs to his bedroom and just asked if, you know, he had been downstairs, you know, prior, about an hour or two ago. And and he said he hadn't um, been downstairs at all. So it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. And I'm not sure if it was a premonition or if it was an apparition that I saw um, about a probably about two years before this had happened. Um, unfortunately, we had lost our nephew um, in a tragic car accident. He just so happened to be the same age as our son, Devin. As a matter of fact, they were born on the same day in the same hospital. And uh, the boys both kind of had the same stature. And, you know, with me looking up uh, looking up from, you know, my chair at that moment briefly, you know, I, I thought that it was Devin. But, you know, thinking back, it could have possibly been my nephew. Um, to this day, I'm not quite sure what I saw. Like I said, I'm not sure if it was a premonition or if it wasn't the apparition of my nephew. I would like to believe that it was the latter of the two. Um, but I guess I, I will never really know. I love that story. I know, I do too. I remember, I, I, I remember yeah. hearing about that story when it happened. And it's just, it creeps me out when a doppelganger, yeah, a when, doppelganger. There's, when you That's see freaky. like a double of somebody that... Or hear there someone calling your name or talking to you in someone yeah. else's voice. That's creepy. Yeah. I think there are three. I have three theories. Ooh. <laughs> a, it's, it's the cousin who they tragically lost. I've always kind of thought that myself. Yeah, especially if they looked alike and they were the same age. Um, B, Devin has a doppelganger. C, I wonder if Devin was sleeping when he was upstairs and did some kind of... in unintentional astral projection that's that's deep and that's maybe he was hungry (laughs) and was dreaming about food yeah and dreamt that he walked into the kitchen that means like the fast food places at manitowoc have a lot of apparitions of me when i'm (laughs) craving a whopper or papa murphy's pizza (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a it's a good possibility Mm -hmm. you know those are good theories actually Hmm. 
I well, don't, I don't two know. Two of them are Rhonda's. But. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling it was her nephew. Yeah, that I think that makes sense. You know, cool. But no, thank you for sharing that with us, Rhonda. Yeah, I love that story. I do too. So thank you, Rhonda. Thank you, everybody, yeah. for the stories. Those were good stories. Really good stories. Uh, I might not sleep tonight. I know they're good because I literally had a pee like 10 minutes into the <laughs> podcast, and I'm kind of too afraid to go out in the hallway right now. Yeah. A little oh. creeped out. And someone's here in the building, and we're a little creeped out by that, too. Yeah. So thank you so much for the awesome stories. Yes. Uh, we're going to have another one next season. So if you listeners have anything you would like us to, to talk about, We'll be hitting you up again next season. So I really love when people send us the audio files because I think it's really cool. I mean, obviously. To hear them, to actually hear their voices. Yeah, Brittany and Rhonda, it's great to hear their voices because we love them and they're our friends. But I love hearing voices of our listeners because you kind of get a better sense of who Who they they are. are. It's pretty cool. So thank you so much, everybody, for the stories. They were awesome. And now we got two questions. We're going to answer two questions from the Q Quo, Q O O. I'm not even sure what you would call that. And website. so how do listeners do this? I'll have that in the next episode because oh. I don't have that written down in this one. But this okay. is where I think we have it pinned in the strangers. strangers. Yeah, yeah. People can go in and ask us anonymous questions and we will answer them. Another reason to join Facebook. Yes. To join Facebook and join the strangers, the strangers private yep. group. Closed group. Yep. So we got two because the first one is very short. This first question, iPhone or Android? Oh, Android. No, iPhone. <laughs> Androids suck. I've never had an iPhone. I've had Androids in the past, and the, the good thing about them is that you can customize the crap out of them. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. They're a lot cheaper, too. Yeah, you can do whatever you want with them. And I can use a, an interchangeable cord, charging cord, with someone else's phone. Yeah. I can't do that with no, you. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> You're not going to be plugging nothing into but my But I've had both, and I would never go back to Android again. I love my iPhone. It's a little boring because you can only customize so much, mm-hmm. and... There's, st- there's stuff you can't do on iPhones that you can do on Androids. But in my experience, iPhones just work better. I love iMessaging. Like when I'm always a little bummed out when somebody messages me and they don't have an iPhone <laughs> because then it's just, you know. Eh. A text message. Yeah, it's just a text message where if somebody messages me for the first time and they have an iPhone, it's like, woo, you're awesome. My reason. That might just be being elitist. Yes. I'm like an iPhone you elitist. Are. And that's part of the reason why I don't want an iPhone. Because I feel like iPhone people are a little cuckoo <laughs> when Seriously? it comes to their iPhones. I'm not going to stand in line for an hour waiting for a stupid phone. I just, I feel like people do that when it comes to iPhones and I don't want to drink the Kool-Aid. Wow. And I've had this phone for probably five years and I could care less if it's got the latest technology. If I can text people and call people and look <laughs> stuff up on the internet and pay some bills, I'm good. Yeah, but it seems like every time that they update their technology, something pisses me off. Like they just updated the iOS for iPhone and they just did something that annoys me. So it's just, you know. You're loyal. I'm loyal because iPhones are good phones. I mean, it just, you know, like they say, it just works. It just, I've never had a problem with them where with Androids, I would have all sorts of problems. Mm. iPhones just work, but they're more simple than Androids. Gotcha. So, I mean, they're both good. I'm way less passionate about yeah. it than you are. <laughs> like, I, I really don't care if it works and I can communicate. I'm happy. So, so but Android, because that's all I've ever had. No, iPhones, I had um, Windows phones iPhones a little are, bit too. are better. Crystal will be gone after this episode. <laughs> we'll get an iPhone user. I'll be listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers on my Android phone. <laughs> <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. So thank you for the question, yes. but the answer is iPhone. Moving on. <laughs> I'll let you have that one, Kurt. Thank you. 
If you could peek behind the veil and see the absolute truth about one and only one paranormal entity, what, what would it be <laughs> and why? Bigfoot, Bigfoot. Seriously? Yeah, because it's like that. Because I'm just like, it's the one thing that really, well, black eyed kids too. Dang. Yeah. Only one? Only one. I almost feel like I'm more certain black eye, or I'm sorry, Bigfoot is a thing. Maybe there's black eyed Bigfoot. <laughs> That would be way creepy. <laughs> um, and black-eyed kids is such a weird, creepy thing that I'm not sure if it's just like we a won't discuss that because that that could right, possibly we'll be a very, very soon topic. Yes, po- potentially. Potentially, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so I don't know. It'd be. <laughs> I got to pick one. Dang, it's gonna be black-eyed kids then. Really? Because I feel like more than Bigfoot. I, because I feel like Bigfoot is something that I already sort of have convinced myself exists. And black eyed kids are that thing that I'm just not sure if it's like an internet thing. Like Slenderman. People Slenderman. just like telling Slenderman. Yeah. People are just like telling stories about it to get yeah. attention. Yeah. But nobody has any kind of evidence or I don't know anyone who's ever seen a black eyed kid or whatever. But it's such an intriguing topic. So you're picking black eyed kids. Yep. Because I can only pick one. I'm surprisingly picking Bigfoot. What? Because I don't want a, I don't want a definite yes or no to ghosts. This is so funny. I don't want a definite. I don't want My somebody to tell me. Right I don't want somebody to tell me ghosts don't really exist. Right, that because really I don't want to know that. Crush like everything yeah, we've been doing. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to know that. Hmm. And if they say yes, ghosts exist, I kind of want to know more. Nobody but, could but, tell me they don't exist because I have my own proof and evidence. I know, that but they if they do. give you that that definite answer that they don't exist, I don't want to know that. Mm-hmm. I want to know Big, Bigfoot. Soul. I want to know. It's yes not going to no. like change my worldview either way. Where I think oh, that's a good point. I think that it would totally change my worldview if I knew for sure whether or not ghosts exist. I think it would change my. It world. would because it change. It's a a lot of things are encompassed just in the idea of a ghost. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of religious stuff, mm-hmm. and I think it would change my worldview if I knew definitively that aliens exist or not. You know, I don't want to know. Right. I I. Bigfoot to you could just be some hairy yeah, big, thing living in yeah, the woods. Yeah, Bigfoot. Or if 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 up. I get a definite answer, yes, Bigfoot exists, I'd be blown away. I'd be like, cool. But if I got it's, it didn't exist, I'd be like, I knew it. You yeah, know, I told you it didn't it's, exist. It's funny because I'm sure our listeners know how much of a fan I am of Bigfoot, yeah. but I, I just feel like I, you know, at the same time though, I don't think I'd be crushed if he didn't exist because it's not like I've invested a lot of time into Bigfoot. I've invested a lot of time, yeah, and research and yeah. energy into Ghosts. ghost hunting, yeah. <laughs> so I get that. So I in totally a, that. It, it's weird, but if <laughs> I could have any one answer to the a big question about paranormal i would pick bigfoot because to me that's not a big i don't want a big big answer i want a a small answer and that's the nice thing about ghost hunting is that we can get evidence and all the evidence in the world lots of little but we're still not going to be 100 percent. no you know even with the evps we got it's like that could have been my stomach growling instead of yeah instead of something saying nothing Mm -hmm. at jfk prep Mm -hmm. there's always that you always have that thing you always in the back have of that doubt yep. and i don't want the certainty i guess is the only way i can say it so uh, i would the, pick the bigfoot the certainty of it not being real i yeah. would pick bigfoot because i just kind of want to know if i'm right or wrong and it's not going to blow my mind or change my world view or crush me 
mm-hmm. either way where I think with ghosts or UFOs. I feel like Black Eyed Kids are the same thing for me too. It's a really yeah. creepy, intriguing yeah. thing and I love hearing stories about it, but I'm not convinced that it's a real thing yet. Yeah. And I gotta, I kind of want to know either way. Are people just making this stuff up? We'll be discussing that soon. Okay. <laughs> Guys, we're having an episode on the Black Eyed Kids. <laughs> That's what Kurt's getting at here. Very soon. We're just going to say very soon. Very, 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 very soon. Very soon. <laughs> so... Thank you guys for the questions. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you everybody for the awesome stories. I wanted to plug our social media because I always forget. Um, just a reminder, if you're if you're listening and you want to tell other people about us, awesome. Please rate us on iTunes. I think that's helped get us some yeah, new listeners, I think it which has. is really cool. Um, we're on Twitter. Kurt doesn't like our, our handle on Twitter because the strange sessions was No, because taken. Some, some girl had the strange sessions. How as, dare she? I'm like, no. <laughs> we should troll her. We're totally going to troll her. <laughs> so instead, we are Strange Session. We're going to work on that because that just gnaws at me. I don't yeah. like that. And we only have 32 followers, so oh, that so. could explain it. <laughs> um, but we are on Instagram under the Strange Sessions. We have just under 300 followers on there. But wow. we're not super active on there, but I do post all the pictures from our taste tests and um, episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun. Um, and of course, we're Facebook, uh, the strange sessions, but we have the strangers closed group where a lot of discussion goes on. You guys are, group. you guys are so good about posting yeah, stuff on you're there. You're missing out if you're not on yeah, there. Such we good really stuff. do have a good time. And as always, you can reach us at the strange sessions at gmail.com. Yep. And we have a physical address that I keep checking and it's been empty lately. So somebody please send us something. <laughs> it is the Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. And that's M-A-N-I-T-O-W-O-C, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. Send us postcards, anything. Non-perishables. Non-perishables. Money. Money, a big <laughs> wad of money would be great. Yeah. No more canned fish stuff, please. Someone is driving by, um, spraying the lawn with some kind of something or other. Oh, God. That's... Hold our breath when we leave here. That's, that's got to be Illuminati stuff. Yeah. That is there. <laughs> they know we're here. It's getting really f- kind of foggy out, actually. It is. So we should probably wrap this up. We will wrap this up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Really uh, enjoyed your stories. I love hearing personal experiences. Yeah, we we love our our listener submission. Episode. Well, and I think that there are a couple people who had common kind of themes going on here, yeah, and that tells of, you right there, you're not alone. People, hat man. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. If you think that you've had some weird experience and nobody else has had it, chances are Someone's somebody had else it. has had it. Yeah. So we love the stories. Thank you so much, everybody. And until next time, from Krista and I, stay strange. This has been an Old School Media production, executive produced by Kirk Konechny. For more information and content, please visit strangesessions.com.